When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Good to be with you. Lot of balls McWednesday. Appreciate you. Yeah, I I saw the speculation as soon as we started talking about it. And yeah, everybody's got thoughts on who would be coming and going. But uh, we also were asked the question during the break. I tend to block these things out. It's like a nightmare that you just, oh, that didn't happen. We're going to move it along here. But I actually don't think it means anything. Uh, it's just an indicator that the Big Ten has turned Jim Phillips down twice. So my thoughts on Jim Phillips' extension is that he didn't get the Big Ten job that he wanted for a second time. And so it is that uh, he has to return to, as he would put it, a nice neighborhood. But, you know, I don't think it's the one that he envisioned living in. He's kind of stuck in this neighborhood, and he's hoping that the neighborhood that Tom described at the end of last hour, back there, away from this nice neighborhood, but there's a nicer one over there, that one, he's hoping that they play nice, that they'll share some of the amenities. And, uh, Jim, it ain't going to happen. They're not sharing. They're not going to give you... You know, on Wednesday, you get the you get the the Porsche. It's not going to work that way. You, it's theirs. They're driving it all seven days. Boy, this seems like an inside job. I know people don't go crazy for stuff like this, but I love the drama behind big time CEO level stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Tony Petiti is the guy that the Big Ten hired. Has a lot of connections with CBS Sports. <laughs> Which just happens to be the future home of the Big Ten. What do you know? I think this was an inside job, and I'm sure Jim is lamenting that fact. Yeah. I also really enjoy when these uh, very privileged folks lament inside jobs and and extra easy tracks. Knowing that's how they got to where they were. Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. It's especially delightful. I hate it for us 
because, you know, if he was gone and make this whole thing easier, chaos would reign supreme of the ACC. Maybe they just hire somebody else who values the same sorry neighborhood. I, I don't know. Yeah. And they, they have retained a couple of outside councils that have worked with, you know, big ticket issues. So the ACC is gearing up, I think, and trying to intimidate for a legal fight. But I just found that so hilarious that it was somebody who has a huge and long history with CBS Sports, the new, the new home for the Big Ten. Yeah, not surprising. And I'll just say that, again, I don't think it changes anything about Florida State's efforts to find a path out of here. Now, again, it was always going to be difficult. It was always going to be uh, laborious for those of us waiting for that sunny day in which we wake and find the good news that there is a way out, a light at the end of the tunnel, in this case, a dollar figure to aspire to. None of that's there right now. The light or the number or a sense of immediacy. So Life Spectator asked in the chat, where does it say officially that Jim Phillips was turned down for the Big Ten job? You're not going to find that. Oh, no, that's but that's my take. When, when, <laughs> he, when he announced his yeah. extension before this came down, that's all the tea leaves you need. What we were laughing about yesterday at practice, and I'm wondering who could be the one at the ACC kickoff this July. Literally, quickly, I just want to put a ribbon on that. Live Spectator, just so you know, he desperately wanted it when he didn't get it. When Warren got it the first mm -hmm. time, he's always wanted it. He begrudgingly took the ACC gig. Right. He thought he had the Big Ten gig, lost it due in his mind to politics. After he had done a successful job of getting uh, the academic elite to buy into athletics at Northwestern. Sorry. And fend off a union, which yes. at the time was a yeah. big deal. Yeah, all right. So back to you. What, who at the ACC kickoff? All right. Can straight-faced and feigning ignorance say, Jim, just curious about your new colleague at the commissioner level and Tony Batiti. Do you know him, and what do you think he's going to do uh, for the Big Ten? And then just see what happens. College football, college athletics is a lot like a neighborhood and for all neighborhoods to flourish. I've known Tony and Tony's family for over 30 years and, and he's a great man. I remember meeting him at Notre Dame. And I just feel like you know, this 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 sport, this this program, this this conference, all conferences in order for everybody to flourish, it's it's a neighborhood that needs its trash taken out just like his. And so, you know, you hope that uh, they operate on time just like they do in the rich neighborhoods and they show up bright and early like they do in those neighborhoods because for all of this to work, everybody's got to have their trash taken out. Here's the conspiracy theory for you. He thought he was certainly going to get the Big Ten job, so he was trying to position the ACC to stay down with his messaging about, well, I just don't believe in big-time college athletics. I don't believe it to be what these two other entities are trying to make right, it be. Right, right, right. Just so he could take the job in one of the big two entities and keep the competition at bay. That is my favorite part. Is that, It's yes. a conspiracy theory. Yeah. But I don't know if the hat's all tinfoil. Is that Colin? Do I see that right? He writes, I see Jeff wants Roddick at center. Is it that obvious? Would the ideal offensive line from left to right be Scott Jones, Roddick, Emmanuel, Byers? Um, I don't know about Emmanuel. Et tu, Brute? 
He asked a question. I'm specifically addressing a question that involves these names. He's fine. He's just, he's not, you know, it's whatever. He's a good player. We've got better players. They're, I just think that, uh, you know, you brought in some guys here that have a chance to be really good. It's going to be a good competition. That's really the, the point here. I don't know about Robert Scott either. I've said that for a while. Um, maybe he wins the job. Maybe he doesn't. I just like that he's going to be pushed. He doesn't just get to keep his job because he's returning. You like the new and fresh faces. They, they are, they're different than the old faces and the old. The clay identity. that we're working with with those guys is a little bit different, don't you think? I mean, you look at their body type and their athleticism of that body type, and it's better than what we've had. Some of these guys have worked their way into a place where they've become effective, but they, I don't think the jumping off point's the same. I agree with, say, Lucas Simmons and Julian Armella. Yeah, they're two I, different looking dudes with more talent and better footwork and better upside. I think it's too soon to say, because you want to be ready-made for LSU. So I, it's too soon yeah, to say that. Yeah, I would start Simmons, of course not. Right. And I, I don't think Armella, I mean, Armella may earn his way. He could. He could. Uh, Armella might, buddy. But, Hard-working. He's got a, a really nasty disposition. Oh, yeah. Love he's it. also really athletic. Yep. And he's gotten, he looks more like a, a grown-ass uh, man yeah, now. Yeah, he's going to get bigger because you know he's not going to not work. Yeah. And no, there's a path for him. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. doubt. I'm just saying that left to right, for LSU, I think the best answer is Scott Byers at left guard, the winner of the center job. I I still think it's going to be Maurice until further notice. And then it's going to be Emmanuel slash Roddick and Bless. That would be my ideal five. Now, they're all cross-training, so they might – it could be Byers at right guard or, or Bless at right guard. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it could be. But that be, would be my five. Yeah, I, I do think there's room for a few other names on that list. So the word ideal – Probably isn't applicable here, Colin. It's a fair guess as to what the five will look like. Doesn't mean, though, that I'm willing to write that in pen right now because I agree there's some other candidates that there's still work to be done. The fall is going to be fun. It, it's it's going to continue this process of competing for the best five, and that's what you want. You just want these guys to go to war every day, and 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 you know. I want it one day we walk out of that practice going, well, it's for sure erotic. The next day we go, no, nah, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's Condre Jones, you know, and then all of a sudden you're, yeah, I, I like that. I, that's We haven't had that in a while. I wish we had it at more positions. I'll continue to reiterate that the way that I juxtapose what I think to be a reasonable expectation and where we want to be and what's expected of the season compared to the championship level aspirations I, I look at this roster, and I go over with a fine-tooth comb, and I say we're not good enough at linebacker. We have real questions in the secondary, and I don't know who our two is at wide receiver that is going to make a difference. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not saying there aren't candidates. I'm not saying there aren't guys that are going to continue to emerge. Right. But I, I want to see that. That's, a, that's an important distinction to make, though, because as we're poking holes <clears throat> in each other's theories about the offensive line, it's not the same level of concern as you would have with the other places you listed. Like, we're going to be fine with whoever the starting five is in terms of ability, yeah, yeah, aptitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. You have greater concerns about overall aptitude at different positions. Offensive line, we can just argue about which five are the best of, of a lot it's of a, That's players. a real cool competition and a yeah. fun thing to discuss. Just like I'm really pumped that we've really, I think, transformed the tight end room. You've got three for sure that you're going to play. They're all going to play and play a lot and play well. Those three. 
our biscuit, Jaheim Bell, and Morlock. They're all going to play. And then, you know, I don't know. Maybe you get probably 40 whatever, you know. Uh, Preston Daniel? Yeah, him. He'll probably play some too. He has a name. Yeah. But he'll play too. But uh, other than that, you know, I mean, I, that listen, you got three good ones, so you're good to go. And then yeah. from there, uh, you know, I, 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 again, I think they could go out. It is an interesting time, though, because I talk about your roster getting plucked, some players, I mean, uh, programs coming in and grabbing some players, and you need a few guys to go, too. So it's not like you're not like, oh, okay, good, so-and-so left. I mean, there, there are going to be some guys that say they're leaving, and you're like, by all means. And, and, you know, they'll say it nicer than I say it on the air. That's fine. Then there'll be guys that you're fighting for that you don't want to leave. But it does free things up. And when that happens, it changes the conversation. Because if you lose a guy, regardless, you know, if it's a guy that you're paying who you want to stay, that stinks. But you've got to answer that. And that frees up money, in theory. And so now maybe maybe you don't go tit for tat. You know, if you lose a corner or a safety or whatever. Okay, let's say you lose. Because there's a lot of musical chairs there. We don't know who's going to start there. We think we know maybe a position or two there, but I mean, we'd like to think Ventrell Stripers is going to win a job. We we think yeah. Bernardo Green would like, you know, we probably win a job. You know, you talk about a returning starter there. You you think in the at safety, it's Shaheen Brown and Akeem Dent. We think, I, I you know, there hasn't been any great certainty evolving in this spring for us to say this is the group. So, if let's say you lost a player from that group, whomever, I, okay, it didn't matter. You don't necessarily, with the money freed up of a player leaving that group, have to spend it at that position because you've got guys that are the same. So you'd say, okay, well, that frees that up. We do need a linebacker. Let's use it on that. You know, So let's see how they choose to tackle the questions of filling the roster spots because we're not that weak. There's only a few spots. Yeah, well, and the other thing is if, if this window is April 16th to the end of the month, it was moved up from May 1 to May 15th. That's only part of the roster building. There's also kids that could graduate and complete their under their undergraduate career in May. And then you've got a new wave because the, the portal windows don't apply to people who have completed their four-year degree. That they could correct. enter at any time. Anytime they want. You see the ride the, the hell out. The McClendon situation, mm-hmm. right? So you don't if you've got gaps, and let's say six players are gone by the end of the month. And again, I'm just that is a yeah, that's complete a, that's fair. random number. Yeah, spitball. Maybe an educated guess, but maybe not. If that leaves you short of your scholarly count, you don't have to fill it immediately. I'd almost wait and see if there's another guy or two that emerge and, and complete their senior years and say, all right, in June, I'm all – because there's no – I mean, it's player-run practices from here on till fall camp. You don't have to race and fill something immediately, and they know that over there. It could be a – yeah. It, there's always a guy that you don't expect to see in that portal where all of a sudden you're like, oh, so-and-so is available. He's really good. That guy could – he's plug and play. Maybe the kid from NC State enters the portal. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Wouldn't that change our linebacking core? 32? Yeah, he's a beast. Instincts for days overcomes the height problem with uh, toughness and vision. and He's a menace. 
Every time you look up, you're like, there's that SOB there, again. There is no whisper about this kid entering the portal, but I just got your hopes up like Quentin Nelson was back on the draft board and the Bucks are picking. Oh, I'm just, oh don't ever do that, man. I, I still lament the day. We were right. We were so close. The problem with that, the countdown was on. And by the way, we've got to start. That's our next big thing. we got to start talking about the draft party. Two weeks from tomorrow. I know, but we, there we were. We're it was happening. It was all happening. Like, oh, it could happen. And then we looked at it, and I was like, the Colts are going to draft him. Yeah. The Colts are going to take him, and we're going to get screwed by one pick. I felt bad, too. I, I knew it six, seven seconds in advance, not because of social media, but because one of the other TVs was ahead, and it, it was quiet. It didn't have sound. But I watched the commissioner mouth the words Quentin Nelson. And you knew and I, I was said, all in from day one. It, it felt like an eternity. I just, the, I, the, the music I was hearing in my ear was so sad in my brain as I was looking at you. I'm like, yeah, he knows his dreams are about to be dashed, but he's going to be confirmed. Yeah. It, it has been confirmed for you that his suspicions are accurate. <laughs> It is over. I did, Yeah, I didn't know. You looked at this other television. I'm like, man, maybe they'll screw it up. It's the Colts. They can screw this up. Let's see what happens. Maybe our dream. Ah! There could have been a photo or like one of those action live photos that they take, and they would have just seen me looking at you going, mm, what a I, shame. And I had to surrender Cobra or something. Yeah. Before, like you yeah. had the hope in your eyes. I'm oh, like, yeah. The, yeah. It's uh, not going to happen, Jeff. Uh, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. <laughs> did Quentin make it? He didn't make it. It was like Trigger in U571. <laughs> Trigger didn't make it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Pro Bowl inside linebacker in 2019 first-round draft pick Devin White has asked for his walking papers. And I think if I'm Tampa, I say have a good day. Uh, he served his purpose and was a rocket for the Bucks when we needed him to be a difference maker on a Super Bowl winning team that had a year he'll never repeat and has only declined since. And I like him. That's fine. But all right, buddy, take it on down the road. Maybe slightly overrated in the scouting circles, so you might be able to get a little extra for him. Yeah. Or he finds a real linebacking coach or some kind of development, and he's able to close on well, the could. 12 sacks he misses a year. Uh, he's he's got all the tools and he's a fun player and he's he, you know I don't I got nothing negative really to say about him I, I mean I I think he did what he was supposed to do you know we had the one year he was a Pro Bowler in 2021 he he helped win the Super Bowl uh, to the Bucks and uh, for the Bucks and was a huge part of the win against New Orleans and did all kinds of things where he was just right place right time and Lambo scoop up oh yeah no he was he was fantastic. And, um, you know, four great years. He's a, he's a bat out of hell. He's a fun player. He's, he's awesome on any time they mic him up. He's hilarious. Uh, it, it, a team would benefit to have him. He's just not – I feel like he's a shooting star, man. I feel like we got him. That little window was awesome. He was great. And I don't think it can get better. Because he's not going to continue to get better in coverage. Like he, he had the one year when we needed him to. He was to, okay. He yeah. was pretty good Like because they told him to focus on it. And he got good at it. In addition to being, I mean, there isn't, I will say this. If you're going to say, Jeff, what's the one thing that guy does better than almost any other linebacker in football? Well, you're, that's your ass if you're in the flats. Correct. He, that is your ass. He's off your television screen, and then, wow, he's on your television screen, and somebody's getting slung 
five rows deep. But if you're a quarterback in the pocket and it's 100 degrees at Raymond James Stadium September, which it always is, and you need a breeze, just kind of take one half step one to half the step right to or the left, left and, and he's gone. You yeah. will get that breeze. But don't throw it in the flats. No. I felt I Unless feel, you hate your running back. Yeah, you I always, teach him a lesson. It's funny because the running backs, when they play the Bucks know that he's coming. So you'll see, like, when they catch those balls out of the flats, they're 45s, they know 45's coming. It's like they watch the ball in their hands. Their head gets around so Because <laughs> you're about to get ear holed. I'll give him that. That should be how you write it up. Like, if you're teaching linebackers, I want you to watch this guy right here. This is insane what he's about to do to this poor bastard. It's uh, it's the kid from Georgia that in the national championship game two years ago that goes from one side of the field to the other and hawks out your boy on the uh, on the wheel route. Um, damn, the linebacker was it Nicobe Dean? Yes, yeah, that is insane. That reminded me of White, where I was like, oh, but that's that kind of insane two hundred and fifty pounds running four four athleticism that nobody should have. That that's that's the difference. Like now. When you're a kid and you're playing baseball, the first time you ever see a real curveball, like a real curveball, a 12 to 6, and you're like, oh, I, I can't hit that. I was flinching. That was down the middle, and I turned my back to it. You know, that, like, that's a difference maker. You're like, well, yes, it's, that's it's the end of my baseball. Cranial confusion. Yeah. yeah I, see, I, I can't hang in there on that. It started at my neck. It broke across the other side of the plate at my knees, and I was looking at the dugout. So <laughs> this is a problem. That is the same thing. Like if you play football and you're a linebacker and then you watch those guys get to the flats at 250 pounds, you're like, okay, well, I don't have that. I, I, I don't have that. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Good Lord, man. Are the Tampa Bay Rays ever going to lose? I'm glad they haven't. That's uh, 11 straight to start the year. Stockpile while you can. Buckos trail 5 nothing day baseball. Did get the walk-off last night over Houston. Got uh, a lot of day baseball games underway. 2-2 Padres-Mets. Rubber game? Yeah. 
White Sox Twins, one nothing Twins, and they're underway between Chicago. That'd be the Cubs and Seattle, nothing nothing. That was a wild game last night. Runs galore. You also have the Yankees and Cleveland. It's 3-2 Cleveland. I bring this up because we've been... Oh, you scared me. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Just because to... you're talking baseball. I don't know. I figured I'd throw a little music underneath. <laughs> We're going to do it at the end with probables. I was like, what? Am I being sent to break already? What did I do? Uh, no, I've been having fun monitoring where baseball is at. We talk about the um, where the game's at, the runs, and the and the different stuff that uh, early on we we're like, wow, is this sustainable? Is it? Some things are starting to kind of revert back. Um, there there aren't. So in the beginning, you had a crazy clip, you know, where you had uh, guys stealing bases at uh, an untenable rate. It's still going to be a, a correction. They wanted more people moving. They wanted more balls put in play. There are going to be more runs scored this year. That is that is going to happen. Um, but the numbers aren't as crazy as they as they were. One thing that is awesome still over and over and over again is uh, I think what they now throughout baseball are chiming in as, and baseball should do this, and I know this is their effort. I just got done listening to Theo Epstein talk about this, and that is that like they got to do a better job of promoting their stars and getting those guys out in front of uh, the nation. And now they have Shohei Atani night. Anytime he pitches, it's Shohei Atani night. And it needs to be on all platforms. Like, get that out there. Let's watch him. Because he's crazy. Every time, it's he's got, he'll throw the fastest ball. And in addition, have the hardest hit ball in the same game. He's done it three times this year. That's just cool. He'll ne- Corey Clark and I were talking yesterday at practice. I think it, it was during the special teams drills. Well, Jesus, you've got a lot of time to talk about anything you want to talk about during those special teams drills, I tell you. Take your time. We'll be here a while. Uh, and he was making the argument that this snapshot of Shohei Itani. Now, he's got to have a career. He's got to go on to have a long career for this to work, you know, the same way that Willie Mays did or Babe Ruth did or Joe DiMaggio did or whatever. But we talk about the all-time grades. But, you know, you may be looking at right now this little window the greatest player in baseball history. That's nuts to think about. I never thought I'd see Little League meets Major Leagues, ever. Yeah. Other than in a console in which I just decided to break the game and have, give somebody 99 overall everything and just have fun. And I did more of that when I was playing MVP baseball 20 years Back ago. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. So over the weekend, now today's Wednesday, and I haven't updated this, and there are a couple different places you can go to find these, but they're fun little snapshots, speaking of which to get a sense of where the new rules and what kind of stats, new rules, stats, things to think about where we're at in baseball and, and, and how it's affecting the game. And at that time, Tom, there had been a hundred and there's more than that. Now, obviously, again, this was over the weekend. There had been 126 games. So at, at, and I'll refresh this, but at 126 games, there had been 112 violations uh, that's 0.89 violations per game of the new rules, right? So that is a lot 
lower. That's well under what baseball was expecting. They were they were expecting way more violations. Yeah. Than what they're getting because people adapted because they had it in spring training and at first everybody pitched about it and now they've adapted. Well, and they're also the pros. Pros. That's the other thing is minor leaguers were you know failing at a one point one clip or a one point two per game clip, mm-hmm. but these are pros. Pros. The best. You have the best umpires, and you have the best players. Yeah. And they're going to adapt to anything faster than any minor leaguer could possibly do. So, as expected, the number one violation are pitcher timer violation, pitch timer violations, right? They don't get the, the ball fast enough. They don't get the ball fast enough. Did, did you, when you watch games in which the clock is visible, mm-hmm. does it make you anxious when they're at three, um, two, one? Well, they just have to start the motion. That's so correct. I, and also, umps have been reasonable with this. Yeah. Yes, they have been. They're also reasonable with foul balls and restarting the clock. Right. They're reasonable with, uh, I don't know, a situation where a catcher, you know, yeah, it takes a foul off the tip and it, thigh yeah, or something. Yeah. Thigh. And I, I think the umpires have been reasonable too in later innings between batters. I, don't, I can't prove that, but it feels like they'll give the extra five seconds where it's necessary. Well, I noticed something like, you have common sense about you. It's first and second. It's two to two in the seventh with one out, and we've got a 3-2 count forthcoming. It's a big pitch. He may have been a second late. I'm not violating yeah, him here. Yeah. We're going to, you know, like they're doing a good job with that. Or they may start the clock a tick later, yeah. whatever. It yeah. Is. yeah. So there have been 77 pitch timer violations. There's more than that now. Again, this was over the weekend, total for total up till this past weekend. 29 pitch time violations by batters. Only 29. Hitters have gotten the message. Get your ass and keep your ass in that box. That's it. Two batter timeout violations, which... They ask for timeout a second time? A second time. All right. Only two. That makes sense. One pitcher disengagement violation. Only one. And there have been zero shift violations. Nobody has shifted too far. The other side is second, for example. It hasn't happened. Nobody's uh, illegally shifted, not even one time this year. I read a piece, now this is fascinating, and I wouldn't be surprised if it were true, by Joe Poznanski, who said that he, he believes the reason that there have been zero shift violations is that um, players didn't like the shift. Defensive players didn't like the shift. Pitchers didn't like the shift, even though it got them more outs. They didn't like it. Well, pitchers want to be able to throw to whatever half of the plate they want to throw to. They don't want to have to pitch you inside if it's righty-lefty because you've got the shift on. Like they, that's a larger home run probability. If I want to pitch away a little bit, I'm going to pitch away. His argument was that for position players, they grew up playing a specific position. So you grew up playing shortstop. You grew up playing third base. You grew up playing second base. And they resent having to move to some new spot because analytics told them to do that. And even if they knew the analytics were right, so they couldn't complain about it, they didn't like it. Like if you grew up idolizing Derek Jeter and you wanted to play shortstop and you're on the wrong side of second like an ass every other batter, you're like, this is nonsense would have been great for Jeter with his arm. And if you are playing at the major league level, chances are you're a better shortstop than Derek Jeter was defensively. I like it. I like it. Lindor said that in, and again, just because it's my team, so I read the clippings. He's like, I'd I'd like to be able to play defense. I want to be able to play the game. 
and I feel like I can't play the game when I have to do all this other stuff. The other side of that was pitchers, even though they understood the shift was getting them more outs, were asking the question, what kind of outs? So they'd give up like a rocket to a left-hander, right? And some fielder in short right center would make a catch <laughs> standing in the right spot, positioned in the right spot because the graphs told him that's where he had to go. But they didn't feel like they got their job done. They got lucky. That's nonsense. Like they gave up. That ball was squared up. And then every now and again, a guy would chop the ball to the left side where normally it would be an easy out and it would just, because the shift was on, some nonsense got through. They're like, no, that was a good pitch. I completely fooled his ass. And because we're in this, he's, you know. So there was enough resentment there. That was a theory Joe Piznanski brought up that I read over the weekend. And I kind of thought I kind of liked it. I, I think I'm more on the side of position players saying, no, man, I, I'm a third baseman. I grew up idolizing whomever, right? Yeah. Ken Caminiti. Bill Madlock. Scott Rowland. Hall of Famer. George Brett. Mike, Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Scott Rowland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I da- David Wright. I wouldn't include him on the list, but yeah. Go ahead. Captain America. Yeah. Have you noticed uh, Ramirez. in your own mind as you're watching? <laughs> God. <laughs> so Keith Hernandez yeah. hated that man with a passion. Ramirez? Anytime he did anything that was even questionable. Well, that's Eris Ramirez for you. Whoa. <laughs> Five times a year. What did he do to your family, Keith Hernandez? Yeah. Did he hit? Did he have like a three dong day against the Mets? What happened? I mean, goodness gracious. He doesn't even care. It's like what what gets him out of the ballpark quicker, I'm sure. Yeah. He loves these rule changes. Maybe he hated the long at bats that Aramis Ramirez put together. Like, Here's this son of a bitch again. We're on pitch number 12. That's good. I've be. got, I got drinks to drink. Maybe, what are we doing? Yeah, maybe he called timeout too much. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But. In the latter innings, setup man, closer, whatever, I still feel like those situations breathe enough. I feel the heightened, whatever, emotions, anxiety between each pitch the way I used to. In my brain, it feels exactly the same, even though there's a clock there. Yeah, I'm not I don't a, know if you feel that way or not. But. So far, I've only had two instances where I thought things were moving a little too briskly. The average time of games is two hours and 38 minutes. Love it. A half an hour faster than games at this point last year. Uh, that is the intended consequence. They got it right. That's what they wanted. Batting average is up 17 points. It's 251 now compared to 234 through the same number of games last year. That's a lot. But that could be a lot of luck. It's not enough sample size yet. Runs per game is at 9.3. I think that's where baseball wants it. That's up just less than a one-run difference from a year ago. Now, it's been pointed out hitters got off to a terrible start in 2022 because of the lockout and delay of opening day. So it's hard to compare these numbers because in 2022, they came into camp. Nobody, they all look terrible. I mean, hitters were awful to start 2022. So we'll, you know, keep an eye on it and see what happens there. Stolen bases are up 1.3 stolen bases per game versus 0.9 last year at this point. Not that much. It's not crazy. It's not fundamentally altering the game where you're like, oh, this is oh, what's going on here? It's 1984. You know, it's not, that's not happening. 1.3, I mean, uh, yeah, 1.3 to 0.9? No, it's significant, but it's not game-changing. Yeah. Now, the success rate is, is high. Uh, it's gone from just over 74% to 
But 80 is is down from where it was that first. It was that Hall of Fame level. Yeah. Um, I Again, I just feel like we're in a good spot, man. Baseball's kind of gotten exactly what they wanted out of the changes. There's more balls put in play. Batting average is higher because of it. Runs are up, but not. it's not dumb. You're not watching 10 to 9 every night. People aren't violating these new rules at an excessive rate. Uh, again, 0.89, less than one a game. Well, and the bottom line is you're going to need softball locally and Major League Baseball to help you because the college baseball thing ain't going to work. It's not going to work for entertainment value. unless If you a- like Florida State, it ain't going to yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> if you- Correct. Yeah. Also, that looks a hell of a lot slower now with what Major League is doing. Oh, man. We're in the sixth, huh? Well, they also our team can't throw strikes, so there's a whole lot of nonsense. Um, right. MLB at bat app. That's it. That's the ticket. With that, in softball, we're good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't. <laughs> we can't wait for next football season. I can't wait for next baseball season when he guts this roster and we see a different looking team. But I, it, it is, it is. Uh, I hate it for him. I can see the look on his face, man. I'm just purely talking about the humanity of it. Did you see his interview up against the brick wall last night? That's they, apropos. They caught him for like two and a half minutes before he got on the bus to come back to Tallahassee. The look on his face is this beleaguered, beaten, saddened, downtrodden, crestfallen. Gentlemen. Bereft of hope. Skipper at his wit's end. It's brutal. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Heads up. An announcement. We'll put things uh, in order here, get you set up more and more as people are figuring out their plans for this weekend. War Chance Spring Game uh, Spring Game Day. I can speak. As you covered this Saturday, we'll be live from atop Hotel Indigo from 1 to 3 p.m. Come join us for cold drinks, fresh food, drinks. All right. Fresh food and the best view of Doe Campbell Stadium. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> VIP pass. Do you have VIP pass? Oh, man. I missed that. I wish you could have been filming in that moment. Super saver. VIP pass. Drinks. 10 to 15 minutes after the game, join Tom and Gene as well for the post-game call-in show. War Chance Spring Game Day 2023 is brought to you by Bud Light Sangria Splash. Tasty. Tasty. Tom is happy. You are a fan of sangria. It has been a minute since I've gotten some sangria from Gordo's, but uh, once upon a time, Eddie called me the sangria gorilla. It's delightful. He did, and I was there one day with special edition. (laughs) Now. That is easily explained. It is. That is easily explained. Let me finish the bit. Yeah. Bud Light Seltzer, 100% hard seltzer, 0% beer. Enjoy the bold flavor of Sangria Splash made with real juice, which is extra refreshing for those really hot days hanging out at the stadium. Bud Light Sangria Splash, drink responsibly. Yeah. 
So go ahead. All right. I want to hear the rationalization. Uh, no, the truth. And I will share the truth. <laughs> there is one man's truth. <laughs> Here we go. Alternate facts, Jeff. <laughs> uh, it is wine and a little bit of something, right? For sangria. Mm-hmm. That, that was the, the typical recipe. Mm-hmm. This other particular worker who I'm, I'm sure has long since left the establishment. She did. Wonderfully nice. Awesome girl. Awesome. Legit. But she created her own recipe for sangria. And, and it was a doozy. And there was no wine really involved at all. Well, there was some, but. A splash. A splash. Kind of like. Uh, well, my good, good, good guy, Artie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a little splash. Yeah. It's a little splash. It was all, a little bit of color. It was all liquor. And it tasted close enough to the same, which yeah. was, that's impressive. It's very impressive. It was delicious. Essentially, I was drinking Long Islands with no ice. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. I could have two or three sangrias in a couple hours, no big deal. Not this particular concoction, though, as it was completely liquor. And I did not know. You got lucky because on this famed in- uh, day, yours truly walked in. <laughs> yeah. And there you were. And all your glory. And I thought, good thing I'm here. And uh, and and it was all right. We arranged a ride. And you were all good. Uh, you you had been overserved. It was not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> and not her. Honest mistake all around. Well, Honest mistake. I think she was having fun with it. Really? Well, I mean, I wasn't. Try- she wasn't trying to like drug you, but I think it was sort of just a. She thought it was funny. Like, hey, I, I, this is a Mac Daddy of a. Of is Sandria. that is that real? I, Okay. Well, here's what's real. Like, I think if you're a regular or they know you or they like you or whatever, they always want to do the right thing by you when you order sure, a drink. So I think, that, you know, it's like when you're in college and you know the bartender. This was not that. Man. This was, I mean, you give somebody a little extra one tick or two ticks on a pour, and you're like, hey, I yeah, see you. I see, I see you working. You working. There you go. You didn't cheat me. Boy, you didn't cheat me. This must be a Phillips screwdriver, not a flathead screwdriver. Way to go. <laughs> but... If it's all liquor instead of, you know, mostly wine, that will affect things. Yeah. I don't like uh, sangria, so it doesn't make a difference to me. I never even knew the difference at all when you were saying, like, you know, oh, these these are good. These are delicious. They're a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was unbeknownst to you. Sangria were... and lightning playoff hockey at the time. Life was. That was your thing. That was yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I didn't. That wasn't. My, yeah. I never fell victim to that. My famed story is I didn't realize early on Oyster City, which we enjoy. <laughs> They're great, great friends. Yeah. They make a beer that's like a 10. And, uh, and uh, it's, you thought it was a three. I thought it was a three. They just went down so smoothly. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, They're like, what are you doing, Jeff? The Hooter Brown is. <laughs> It's to be respected. It's a, yeah, you sip it, you take your time. Why are you treating that Hooter Brown like it's a yeah. bush light? <laughs> so that that's how that went. All right, our friends at Power Mill, I want to thank them for sponsoring Probables and uh, want to remind you that uh, if you're trying to get the most out of uh, your young man or young lady's uh, performance on the diamond, you're going to want to go and get proper training. And Power Mill Training equips you and motivates your players that are focused on baseball and softball and gives them the tools to reach their potential. That's what you want to do. It doesn't matter if you're going on to be one of the 2,000-plus alumni that they have that are have gone on to play big-time baseball, uh, gone on to play high school, college, some pros. 
they've got combined 45 years of experience. They've got camps coming up a time right now where we get into summer camps and you're trying to plan that out. And you got some young little leaguers or young softball players. Think about Power Mills camps as well. Uh, if they they do a great job in training and equipping athletes of all ages and skills. We thank our friends at Power Mill. If you want to know more, powermillsports.com. And if you would, Tom, cue it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Looks like another quality Rich Hill start in Pittsburgh. Guy's 105 years old. We roll his ass out there. He gets tattooed, as you figure. Down 5 nothing in the seventh. Or Mountain. Jose Urquidy started for the Astros. He didn't give up a run. In the sixth, it's 3-2 to two Mets. Blake Schnell, Tyler McGill. White Sox down one nothing to Minnesota. That game was started by Sonny Gray and Lucas Giolito. We got Yankees Guardians in the fifth. And it's 3-2 to two Cleveland. Good. Come on, Guardians. That's Peyton Battenfeld. Okay, we got a new club member. Peyton, oh, we're, what? We're stuck with Peyton Battenfeld. Oh, Ah, Clark Schmidt started for the Yankees. Mariners, Cubs, Logan Gilbert, Marcus Stroman, Cardinals, Rockies, Jack Flaherty, only Flaherty, Jose Urena. Brewers, D-backs, Jansen Junk. Forgot about him. Dre Jamison. Marlins, Phillies, Eduardo, Eduard Cabrera. Hey, you know that was the Marlins' first ever cycle last night in franchise history. Whoa. Crazy. Those are also four beautiful swings. Zach Wheeler starting for the Phils. We got Nationals, Angels, Mackenzie Gore, Griffin Canning. Oh, man. Put him with your boy. So Peyton Battenfeld would be the guy to ask, what kind of ball are you playing today in the tournament? And then he'd ask to see it and inspect it. That's who Peyton Battenfeld And then he'd go sit next to Griffin Canning. A's, Orioles. Hi, Griffin. Hi, Peyton. Ken Waldachuk, Dean Creamer. Hey, Red Sox, Rays, Chris Sale. Taj Bradley, we got the Tigers and the Blue Jays, Eduardo Rodriguez, Kevin Gosman. Reds, Braves, Hunter Green, Spencer Strider, Royals, Rangers, Brad Keller, Nathan Avaldi, and finally Dodgers, Giants, Clayton Kershaw, Alex Cobb. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. The pug looking back is still great. It always reminds me of uh, a fellow compatriot of ours at the old Northside Goros. Oh, Cubs fan. Yeah. That's just that, the kind of look he would give. That is the kind of look he'd give. somebody said something strange. Yeah, that he didn't agree with or thought was great. Yeah, that's perfect. What are you talking about? I miss the crew. I miss the... It was a good crew. It was a good crew. One of them still doing well. <laughs> that's how that crew's doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Time. Brutal. Uh, one of those guys is uh, allegedly alive, and I have no idea what he's doing. I have Nobody's seen him in years. And then the other one, not doing well. So there, that's where we're at. Sorry to bring you down, Tom. But that's, that's where we're at. Good work out of you. Recruiting chat, 6 p.m. tonight, <laughs> Warchant TV, recruiting chat. There it is. Good job, Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.